why did I need a fourth grade class? What's oh. up, fanboys and fangirls? <laughs> no, students who express concern. <laughs> Welcome back to the I'm only show this. that is digging into the real tough questions like, should you show Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> we did the same thing. <laughs> Blood and honey. Pooh is a hard word to say. Pooh is a hard word to say to fourth graders. And sometimes Hot poo take. can be a hard thing to do, too, if you're not take. eating your fiber. No, don't show an R-rated Winnie the Pooh. Is it? It's probably not even R-rated. It's probably not rated. Yeah, I'm not sure. Don't show that to fourth graders. Well, I heard it wasn't good, so... That doesn't doesn't matter me. what it's rated. That's a good point. Welcome back to another episode of the What the Fanboy Show, where we're already off the rails, and that's just going to be the theme of this episode because this this episode has no. We're plan. incredibly sleep deprived this week. <laughs> Both of you were like, "We're not going to have an episode next week," and I was like, "Guess who won? I did. <laughs> I won, baby." This is my show. I'm feeling surprisingly that I don't really help at all Surprisingly good this evening. So, um, just a thing we've been teasing the last couple weeks. We finally got to do this weekend, which is shoot a movie. So, um, pretty cool. It's obviously we still have pickups uh, to do. For those of you who don't know, pickups are like extra shots that you didn't get to during your main filming section, or things that you need to add. They're the thing the that when they announce it for a superhero movie. You know it's going to be absolute trash, according to the... Yes. Reshoots. Is reshoots. Sometimes. We're not doing reshoots. We're just doing pickups. These yeah, are, don't say reshoots. These are additional. This is indicating. additional photography. Um, like, yeah, principles complete. Principles complete. But yeah, we stayed up super late three nights in a row. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Some of us stayed up Sunday night just because then we were in a weird sleep cycle. Not me. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I went to bed. Okay, well... Did, lucky you two. Did wake, did wake up a little too early on Sunday morning, though. It just kind of made me mad. But uh, but hopefully you'll be able to see the fruits of that labor at some point soon. I don't know. I'm not making any promises. Soon? So. I said soon's relative. Not like weeks. Maybe not even months. But like within the next year? Maybe. Oh, I mean... Depends. Look, best case scenario, that will not happen. Best case scenario, this goes to a festival, someone sees it and is like, we want to buy it and like do distribution ourselves. Okay, then yeah, you may not see it for a while. I don't know. But and if, if that's not the case, then yeah, probably about a year from now. It'll be public. If Can you just... are a part of it, if you're listening and you are a part of it, or friends and family... We'll probably do a private screening at some point. If worst comes to worst, I'll just record it on my phone vertically. Oh, dude. Yeah, like yeah. and leak it on with your flash Vimeo. with your flash on. Leak it on OnlyFans. Make an OnlyFans. I already uh, have got that on. Okay, just already. upload it on your OnlyFans. <laughs> Does Galen shoot it for you? <laughs> dude, yeah. I, I do think there could be a yeah. No, in any case, that's uh, that's what we did this week. I'm not even going to talk about I gonna... what I did later because that's all I did. Um, in the meantime, as if you're watching on Twitch or, or YouTube, there's no banner because I, I didn't know. I, I like, didn't what's know our what order to... of show? We don't, have an, we don't have one this week. Literally, chaos will ensue. 
And if you're here for the chaos, thank you. Just embrace the chaos. Embrace That's it. That's the second time I've said that today. Wow. And I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. The I'm just amazed continues. that you guys think this show isn't chaos, even when there is a banner. That's there, fair. It's, it's organized chaos. <laughs> That's fair. It's controlled no, chaos. No, it's chaos that you know is coming. coming. I'm, it's yeah, like, I'm prepared for news. that. News. What's that going to be? <laughs> yeah, I guess to piggyback off of talking about what we did this past weekend um it was definitely a different experience than the film races and stuff that we've done i would say you had a like a way more expanded role yeah than you've ever had before in terms of just like the size of the production yeah so like the first thing we the first time we did anything like i've always had the same role but this time it was it was a lot more people to kind of manage um but like I was talking to somebody about it today. Like the first year of Take Thirty Six, I was a I was a script supervisor. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much all I did. Uh, year two, I loosely ran the camera, and then with this, you know, much expanded role. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Like I I enjoyed doing it. I think it mostly went well. Uh, yeah, you know, we were. I thought we made pretty good time. Night three, which was the most challenging night of shooting was the one that we went long on which we kind of expected and, yeah um all in all I but even then great like, experience. Our, our go long was like we still were was done. five minutes yeah past our like our, our end time our end time and we yeah we didn't get quite all the shots that we wanted but that's but we why got we, the big we ones. knew we would have pickups so it wasn't a huge deal Yeah, we got the big ones we resigned i think you know. in indie filmmaking if you're like not running up against the deadline you're probably you're doing probably it not, wrong. not doing it right yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think it went really well it was a lot of fun um you know i have a lot of fun hanging out with you guys every monday night but getting to do something like what we did this past weekend together it's just a really fun experience. I feel like that's got to be for you and your kind of competitive nature and spirit. Does that feel like like game day in a kind of way? So I was kind of thinking, ironically, I was thinking about that on the drive over here. It's like, you know, you're in it, you're you're struggling through it, your legs hurt, you're tired, you're not sleeping much, and you're like, man, this is brutal. But, like, as soon as you're done, you're like, man, I want more of it. And it's kind of similar to sports, right? Like, you get the crap beat out of you for three hours on a Saturday, and then you wake up Sunday, and you're like, can't wait to do it again. Right. Right? And But, but no, there is a little bit of that, like, game day feel to it. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's all the prep, right? Like, we've looked – I've said it a few times, but we looked at that script for almost two years. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. like – we had been prepping and prepping and prepping and prepping. And at a certain point, you just want the rubber to meet the road. And it finally did. And it went well. And it's like, okay, good. We executed the game plan. So, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about the Kugler podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what he's saying when he says, like, he applies that mentality to it. Because I kind of tried to do that this weekend for myself. And I think it helped. Like, I was texting you Tuesday, Wednesday last week as we're leading up to it. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to get my mind to this place. So, we're doing this right. And it's just a... <clears throat> It's a fun and unique experience that I never thought I would be a part of at any point in my life. And uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. Look at you now. Look at me. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Luke, do you have anything you want to mention about it? Do you have fun doing it? I had a lot of fun. Um, My job was significantly easier than both of yours. (laughs) Um, Mainly because I was not a producer, nor a director, or a screenwriter. I just held the boom mic. So I had a place to stand and a thing to hold when somebody told me to do it. Um, 
but it, it's it's really fun to just see what movie making is like mm-hmm. and do like in the past when we've done the take 36 we don't have lighting rigs and all that stuff yeah. um or somebody that is a cinematographer yeah um so just to see like galen to be like okay i need this here this here this here turn that up turn that down and then to like look at the monitor and just be like that looks yeah awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh it was really cool like i feel like every time we've made something we get to experience more and more what it's what it's actually like yeah um so it was really fun yeah I, I, and it was cold which was exhilarating yeah I think this was the most like quote unquote professional feeling thing we've done. Oh, right? like, yeah. Like to, to say, you know, piggyback on Luke 100%. there. Like watching Galen set up shots, I think was, I'm with you. I thought that was so cool. And like his ability, this has become a Galen appreci- appreciation episode. <laughs> his ability to like look at a light and be like, I need that at 13.4. And you're like, what? It's at 22. Yeah, 13.4 will be good. He gets there. He's like, perfect. And you're like, how does he just know that? It's like, just like I need the light in this spot, pointed in this direction, so it bounces off this thing. It's it's a bunch of stuff as you watch a movie that you just don't know what it looks like mm-hmm. when you're actually there. Um, and it's 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 a really just amazing experience, and I. It's it's not just like light here pointed at him. Yeah. Like it's the light, like the well, there was one like in the street where the light was like fifty <laughs> yards away. And it's like, is that actually do anything? Well, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just to mess too with the camera settings and have this giant equation equal cool looking shot. Maths is hard. Lighting um, is, the, and the the older I've gotten and the more I've I've learn about light like lighting is so much there's so much math involved in it and it's not like any an equation that you're like sitting there solving but it's just understanding how this source plus this surface plus this diffusion or minus this you know out of bounds it's incredible yeah and it's something that's um beyond my like i just i haven't trained in it um, and so, like, I, I know what I like, I know what I think looks good, but I can't tell you the, the pieces that make the equation work. And so bringing Galen has been, I think, the best thing we could have done yeah. for this short. Um, it makes it infinitely better immediately. Immediately. <laughs> it, it's immediately. an immediate impact. We were all, well, I say we were all, at least Galen and I, I think we all felt maybe good after day one of sh- the shoot. Um but he said he went home and he was like, he was pretty nervous about it. Like, and then he, in the morning, he pulled up his, you know, pulled up some shots and started doing some color correction and he sent those to us and he was like, okay, no, I'm feeling good about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, those came across my phone and I was like, oh my gosh, this I am looks excited fantastic. So. To see what he can do even just beyond, because that's just tink, that's just him yeah. just tinkering. Yeah, that's, that's just not like a real him quick diving thing. into it. Yeah. Like, we're going to have some good conversations about what uh what we really want that to look like and feel um in the coming weeks so yeah and just kind of i think a different perspective than you guys have Mm. uh you guys both worked on the story for two years 
Yeah. I've probably had 0.5% input just <laughs> eavesdropping on your guys' conversation and throwing in something every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when you sit in the script and it's like, hey, this is what we're doing, I read it, and then seeing it film, it's like, really cool story, too. Oh, yeah. So, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Good work. Thanks. Yeah, it was, it was a fun journey to get to the point we're at. Nowhere near done, but... I was say, Luke, for, man, it feels good. for having read it one or two times prior to filming, during filming, were you able to, to kind of follow, like, okay, here's what we're doing, and or or was it kind of like, I don't know how all these different shots piece together? For the most part, I could. Okay. I would get confused kind of on, like, is this this day or this day? Sure. Yeah. Um... Because mainly because we didn't film it in order yep. based on what actors we needed, mm-hmm. Boy, and like what kind of shots we were doing. Yeah. There's a whole another level yeah. of once you involve multiple actors and multiple locations over multiple days. Like this was Brett getting to put on his producer hat and like scheduling, right? Like we want to pay our actors, we're gonna yeah. pay them, you know, per day. So while it would be great to have, you know, all five of them here for all three days for like you know to bond yeah to get to know know each other and whatnot like they they could show up we would have been fine with them showing yeah. up but and realistically we only need them for one day so we're going to schedule them around this one day so that we can pay them you know not the least but if their stuff is isn't going to require more than one day why have them show up for more than one day correct mm-hmm. yeah and you know i'll just i'll leave my my last thought here is if if you worked on this with us this weekend and you watched this show, um, shout out to you guys. The you guys made it super easy. Everybody was very cordial. Um, I don't think there was a single temper flare the oh, entire no. weekend. Um, was it was an incredibly pleasant experience. So great. And uh, if anything, tempers got everybody was just in a cooled good, because yeah. it was so cold. <laughs> well, I just think everybody was just everybody having was fun. Everybody was too nice, actually. Yeah. Everybody was just having a ton of fun. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's what it's about, right? It's like doing things you love and having a good time doing it. And I would say everybody who worked on it with us this weekend, I think they all had a good time. So I sure hope so. I, I, that's the vibe I got. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what I was hoping for, right? Like, I think you want to make, anytime you have, uh, what is it I say? Um, if you have the the privilege and opportunity to say something, say something that matters. And, you know, if you're making a movie, might as well have fun while you're doing it. Oh yeah. So I can't wait to like show some of the behind the scenes pictures. My favorite one is definitely me laying on the floor because we were trying to cue things up with, <laughs> with two actors who couldn't see each other. Cause I, I haven't showed you guys that. So Jordan took some pictures Oh good. and sent them to me. And one of them is us dancing on the monitor. He has a video of that. <laughs> When we were out in the street and Brett was oh, on the yeah. monitor and you and I were, we were all just dancing. Like, cause Galen started dancing. So we were like, yeah, whatever. So we all just started dancing. That's awesome. Um, and then the other one was like, I'm laying down on the ground. I have my hand here and here. And like, I just look, I look ridiculous. It's like camera set up. Everybody like Luke, I think Luke's in position with the mic, like everything's set. And I'm just like laying there like, all right. I'm like, like, it's just so goofy looking, but it's one of those things that when you watch a movie, you don't realize how much, um, like I, I explained it to a guy today at work. I was like, you don't realize how much of a movie is held together by like duct tape and blankets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just so silly. So true. Lots of blankets. Yeah. But it's, it's, Easton so was wrapped in some blankets. <laughs> Easton was wrapped in blankets <laughs> on multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, 
there's just so many funny things like when you're making something and especially something that's as serious as what we're making well yeah that's the other thing it's right? like it's so cool and chill behind the scenes and mm-hmm. like it's just so different and I, I have to think that like when people are making these big horror movies like that's the feeling on they're set just, too they're just, they're having, just having fun, fun. yeah and like it, you have to yeah you have to like there's a there's a level of taking yourself serious that you have to be willing to set aside yeah yeah there's i think like, everybody who worked on it did there's only one scene where i was like very intentional about trying to like keep yeah who is in this who's in the room for this it's a really emotional bit mm-hmm. i wanted our actor to feel comfortable and not mm-hmm. like he had a hundred eyes on him not that there were a hundred eyes oh no 30 eyes still a most. pretty big crew though it was still a bit of, yeah it was a big crew and and to just echo Tyler, um, it would not, this project, if, you, if you're listening and you helped out, it would not have happened without you. Yeah. So um, we, we would have tried and it would be a way. We less, would have been way less successful. We, yeah, yeah, less successful. Um, yeah, so I just am super appreciative to everyone who helped out. And yep. um, obviously this isn't the last we'll, you'll hear about it or, or, or we'll be talking about it. Um, Maybe at some point we'll premiere it on the show. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what an idea. Um, but yeah, I could sit here and talk about this movie all, like, just the process of making movies all night, and I don't necessarily yeah, no. want to do that. So We just work here. We just we just work here. Just work here. Uh, so let's see. We have... Can I get a raise? <laughs> yes. Yes. How dare you? 10% raise, please. We don't talk about salaries Got here. You. 10% raise off zero dollars. <laughs> um, we... What increase? <laughs> Did you guys see any new trailers this week? I, there was one trailer that released that I didn't watch. I think it's the same one. What was it called? It's called Wonka. Oh, no, I didn't watch Oh, I, I didn't, didn't watch that trailer Wonka. either. There was another one that came out that I didn't watch, but it was... I can't remember what it's called. Bad. I it just... was a thing. Uh, there was a... Like a full length trailer for the for Monarch TV show mm, that dropped was. today that looked awesome. I didn't watch that either. It all, the reviews came out too. Yeah, and it was. It looks good. Yeah, the reviews good. are out like three and a half weeks before the show did mm-hmm. like premieres. I think it's that's a good sign. Yeah, that's usually a great sign. <laughs> In the nineties on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think so. it was like ninety one or ninety three. Yeah. something yeah. like that. So Can't wait. I'm yeah I'm very curious to you know what that kind of the general vibe is of it right is it the um is it the godzilla versus kong or is it i think godzilla Godzilla. or is it i because i think i think uh godzilla i think skull island i think kong skull island kind of balances those things really well i think it's very much its own kind of period piece yeah but yeah, I'm just. Where will it fall on that scale? I don't know. Probably it, the trailers make it feel more like Godzilla. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm kind of hoping for that. Yeah, the other trailer too, and we can call it a trailer. The Iron Claw. So. Oh, that's right. Um, this movie looks awesome. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking. There's another thing called the Iron Lung that had a trailer, but yes, the Iron Claw trailer was really good. Thumbs up. Right, well, should I know what the Iron Claw? Trailer? It's the wrestling movie yeah. with Zac Efron. Oh, that's right. And the guy from the Bear. Yeah, yes, the yes, the yes, bear. yes. Uh, yeah, looks uh, really good. It looks yeah. super good. And I saw some stuff about like what that story actually is and like what it's actually about. And it's gonna be a heavy movie. It's gonna mm-hmm. be. It's gonna be hard. Day twenty four, right? Yeah. So there's a demon at the end. <laughs> 
We'll talk Inevitably. about. We can talk about A twenty four a little later <laughs> in the news section because they had some stuff come out this week too. Oh yeah. Um, sure. and then the Iron Lung, which is a video game movie that uh, YouTuber Markiplier You're is a video game is directing, movie. I guess. Oh cool. Um, but apparently they used a lot of blood in it, and like the little teaser they put out, it's just all blood. And I was like, well, you're you weren't wrong. Look, I think it's okay to have a bit. Like, if that's your bit, like, commit to bit. it, yeah. right? Lots of blood. Dude so. was just covered in blood. That's all it was. I was like, huh, okay. I'm not sure that's Was a... it blood or was it Kool-Aid? It's probably, like, chocolate. It's probably Kiro's, uh, what is, how do you say that? The syrup. Corn syrup? Corn syrup. Right, corn syrup. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yes, the Iron Car- Claw. Car- definitely Car- the highlight Car- trailer of the week Car- for me. Yeah, cool, cool. I thought about walk- watching the Walker trailer, and then I was like, "No, this movie looks so bad." I'm honestly, I'm the only one that actually thinks it looks so bad. But. I look, I just don't care quite enough to be like, "Ah, yes, the Wonka trailer." Let me sit down and yeah. spend my time to watch it. I wasn't gonna stop, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it looks bad. The older trailer. I'm just kind of tired of seeing the one trailer that's been in front been of showing every movie for the last nine months. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I didn't watch the trailer. I saw it came out, but like, I'm gonna see it. So I don't really care to see another trailer. Sure. Um, yeah, you don't. You don't need it. But go cool, cool. Do it that which you will. Well, then we. I'm gonna can... make some chocolate. <laughs> uh, we can talk about. The Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, um, baby. We're not reviewing this. We have all only watched the first episode because our weekend was insane. We were sleepy. Yeah. So It's so funny how similar Luke and I is like... Because Luke was telling me before the show how he like had to rewind it a couple times at moments. And I was like, dude, dude. Like, legit. was Dana's like, why are you rewinding? Like, because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Because she ended up watching the first episode with me. She likes nice. Um, She didn't hate it. I think she's she's concerned about the amount of gore that will be in it from the cause from the trailer, mm. and so and she just doesn't like anything that has a ton of gore in it. Um, I'm gonna tell you this because this is my Mike Flanagan experience of the things I've watched of his. Um, there won't be a lot, but when it shows up, it will probably be pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can that that's, that checks out. I mean, everything he's done so far that I've watched, that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. So, I think she'll end up watching it. I mean, the first episode was, was really good. First episode was dope. I agree. I thought it was really good. I, I, I don't feel like I got a good sense of what this was from the, like, one trailer that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and I was okay with that. Like, I kind of went in not knowing exactly what this was going to be. Um, just knowing that it was a Mike Flanagan thing. Mm-hmm. And... I'm uh, I'm loving the like secession, uh, succession vibes. Plus, there's a little bit of like midnight. Like the thing opens in like a church, and I'm like, oh, I'm already getting like midnight mass vibes. <laughs> it's very different, but it, Flanagan blends things together in a way that a lot of other directors, I think, struggle to, or they feel like they have to stay in kind of a genre lane. Mm-hmm. And I just am really appreciative of how, how fluid he is with his 
with his genre pieces. The best yeah. thing that Flanagan is at, and it's why all of his things hit, because he does a great job of just introducing you to the characters, which is what the first episode is. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. here's our players. Yep. I feel like that's fitting, um, since it's Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now we're going to kind of watch them be offed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um, the thing that stands out to me so like obviously one episode in that i just was really kind of, I, surprised isn't the word but super intrigued by is that in everything like all of his shows right so hill house by manor uh, midnight mass and now this um, all of the previous shows like when you start it there's characters you like yeah, and, these and ones in are this, bad people. you you don't like any of them. Yeah, you're you're not supposed to. Yeah, and I think that's super interesting because it feels like he's like, I'm gonna flip the coin and do it a little different this time. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like I like the risk. I don't think it's a risk. Like I like the decision to go that route. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm not gonna make something where there's clearly a character you should be rooting for. I'm gonna make you pick and choose, mm-hmm. and it just makes the show feel um, more immersive i'd say which is a weird word for a show but like i just feel more involved in the story than i have previously the other thing now watching my fourth flanagan show is like every frame of the show matters to me so like if i look away for even a second i rewind it yeah because i'm like what did i miss and i think that's there's not a lot of shows movies media that feels that way anymore like, there's a lot of stuff you can watch where you can tune out, look at your phone for a bit, and then look back and be like, okay, yeah, I still know what's going on. Yeah. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. But with Flanagan, there's stuff hidden all over the frames. There's there's constant movement in every shot. And so you're like, what am I what am I missing? Yep. And I just love that. Like it just makes it so like encapture like it encaptures me. Like I feel like I have to constantly be staring at the screen. It's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was telling Brett before because he was finishing the first episode when I got over here, so I got oh, to nice. watch like the last twenty minutes or something. Whoever his DP is, is so good. Yes, I think they might. I mean, I'm kind of having trouble just thinking of even other ones, but it's like when it comes to lighting, it's Roger Deakins, <laughs> and then whoever is doing Mike Flanagan's shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the scene when. Um, Roderick, is that the main guy's name? Usher. Yeah, Roderick Usher. Yeah, Roderick. Um, and Madeline are kids, and their childhood home was just so awesome. Talking about the like when they're sitting in their next childhood to the bed. home, just everything in their childhood oh, okay. home when they're kids. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh gave me lots of Hill House vibes. And that's my favorite Flanagan show, so I was loving that. But I'm I'm probably gonna rewatch the first episode so I can just kinda gather myself as I head into the rest of the show. Um because yeah, I was so tired when I was watching it and I don't wanna miss a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to talk about lighting to the scene where they're in their childhood home and they're sitting beside the bed and it goes from day to night. And it's like one continuous thing. I was yeah. like, <sighs> like as I'm watching, I'm like how did he do that? How? Take the thing and just go. It's so cool. They're holding a blanket. 
Yeah, <laughs> probably. I was going to say, it's probably something super simple, but like, it's like, we're going to bring these lights up and these lights down at the same time, and it's just going to look like time is passing. And it's like, mm-hmm. it looks seamless. It looks so great. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, how do they pull that off? And I feel like there's something in every, almost every episode, but definitely every show where you kind of go, how do they do that mm-hmm. with him? Like, he just has, I don't know, he just does so good. I... He's one of the best working today, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, and I think the kind of the mystery, the mystery that they're that setting, they're up, setting is up, great. up is really is really intriguing. Yeah, um, they do a good job in the first episode, which is an hour long. You know, they they go through what four different time periods mm-hmm. within Roderick's life, um, present day, childhood little later in childhood and then like young adults uh and yeah i'm kind of i'm fascinated by how much supernatural actually gets thrown in here um because it doesn't feel like a supernatural Mm -mm. show but there's moments but there are moments (laughs) where it's like "Mm, you gotta believe right you gotta you gotta gotta believe and ah and what the cast I don't think we've really talked much about the cast, but I think Bruce... Oh, to be in the Mike Flanagan exactly. circle. Yeah. Exactly. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I love how he rotates actors through certain roles, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, hey, you were really prominent in this. I'm going to kind of pull you back, and I'm going to make you prominent now. I just love the way he's doing mm-hmm. it. Yep. I think it's so cool. Yeah. There's a there's quite a large cast in this one, yeah. and so far they've all been brilliant, so... Just think... Zach Guilford used to be throwing touchdowns for the Dillon Panthers. <laughs> now he's being haunted, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. I didn't even realize when um, watching Midnight Mass that that was Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember his name in the show, but he's the, the quarterback. I didn't Have you watch watched? You haven't watched Friday Night Lights? I feel like that's a show you'd probably like because it's about football. Matt. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Matt is his Matt. name. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Let me see which guy is it. I don't know. It's. It's. Oh, him. The lead from. It's Riley from yeah. Midnight Mass. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, we were not. We're not here to spoil anything. So we'll just say that it's good. It's good. And if one you're episode is good. Intrigued by what we were talking about. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It is really funny. I guess this this isn't a spoiler because I'm gonna be super vague. But like as the episode, I don't I didn't know how far into the episode I was, and like, man, surely something creepy's got to happen at some point, right? And then it was like 20 seconds later, it's like <laughs> boom, creepy, and I was like, ah, there it is. I was wondering when I was gonna get this. I really like how Flanagan kind of holds back on that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's not a jump scare every five minutes it's like here's something that you'll go mm-hmm. he's Maybe look, every he is 15. i feel like yeah. he's always been way more interested in the drama right yeah, yeah. And the characters the, yeah he cares about the characters and the the jump scares are or or the scares there i wouldn't describe most of his stuff as jump scares but like he likes to creep you out the more. creepy stuff is still there it yeah. just it's there to service mm-hmm. the, the story um, and it's not used in kind of like the formulaic manner of you have to have something happen every 10 pages yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, I love the 
the way this episode ends. I and and honestly, I think it, I think it I'm makes like, those scary moments hit more. Yeah. Because they're fewer between. What is that? Yeah. That was my <laughs> reaction. I was like, what are we doing here? What's <laughs> happening? And I like, I just, it makes you want to keep watching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes you keep coming back. That it does. All right. Well, we're going to come back to the fall of the house of Usher probably in a week or two when we've all watched the whole thing. My guess is we'll all probably get through it in a week, but you never know. If Ty- my sister watches it, Tyler, I will. If Tyler, she doesn't. Tyler, I have family coming into town, so. I mean, not slow, but you're just. I am generally slow. Like, that's okay <laughs> to say. Is um, it the ankle? No. The Achilles hasn't really healed fully. It's pretty much healed. Oh, okay. I'm just slow at watching TV shows. I'm just trying to make a funny pun or something of the sort. Anyways. Yeah, it wasn't funny. <sighs> Why you do this to me? Why you do this to me? <clears throat> what happened in the news this week? Uh, T's talking about A24. Um, are you going to lead with that one? I am going to lead with that one. All right. So they are in the hunt for some IPs. They want big action IPs and Halloween. So uh, well, they didn't get Halloween. Who ended up getting it? Miramax. Hmm. They were trying okay, to get Disney. it. Disney. And so now they uh, <laughs> they're looking for a big action blockbuster type IP. So that is a huge shift for them. An an idea, like an an idea. Now, obviously, they could buy a, a big IP and then like we're gonna make this this weird thing, like right? Like they may not abandon what they've done. Yeah. But they are certainly interested in getting into the big market space with what they're doing. Yeah. Um, which I think is a very interesting kind of shift for that studio. Um, that I would not have had on my bingo card. They've had lots of critical successes. They have. But <laughs> Most people don't go and see their movies. Right. Unless, like, sure, the movie made $100 million on the $50 million budget, or even Mm -hmm. far less than that. But, like, you kind of, it's the you got to spend money to make money kind of thing. Yeah. It keeps getting pricier and pricier, and you got to branch out. And eventually, you got to get a blockbuster. Yeah. So, like, if they could get some, honestly, just even B or C level. IP, yeah, it could really explode for them. Well, and I hope you know one of my biggest hope for it at all is they do get one and they they really keep their fingerprints on it, right? Like it mm-hmm. still feels like an A twenty. If they can thing. do something unique with it, yeah, yeah, right. Like that's the thing. If they're acquiring an IP just because they want, you know, something that they can spend a hundred million on, and they're banking on getting five hundred million on, that's what everyone else is doing, and mm-hmm. and it's not working. Right, right. Like the last year of cinema has proven that that is not a recipe for success unless you have the kind of money backing you that Disney does. And in that, it doesn't matter if you miss. Yeah. Right. Um, A twenty four can't afford that. So hopefully, what they're doing is they're acquiring some unique IP. I think of something like, uh, oh, what was the one with? Uh, I wonder if you're thinking of the same thing I'm thinking of. Why can't I think of it? What it was called? What genre? It's a superhero film. Oh. But it's a... Like, what was the one with Vin Diesel? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Something like Bloodshot, but you can go in a weird direction with it. So I think of things like... I think it was called Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. The uh, I think of stuff like that. What I, I think... Wachowski would, twins? Sure. 
Yeah, yeah, that they did do. That. Yeah, they did do that. Um, the other thing I think of is something like we we've gotten a show, but like something like Paper Girls. Oh yeah. You know mm-hmm. why? Something like that. Like if they want an IP that's not super big, like they're big in the comic book space, sure. But like you could take that, and I think those things kind of fit the weirdness of A twenty four. Like I think they could make it interesting. Yeah. But. Obviously, they're probably thinking something that we're not even sniffing right now. Yeah, probably. Like, because they're that they just they operate so differently than everybody else. Yeah. Like they they zig when everyone zags. Well, and, right? and so. the the idea of like them going after Halloween, like that franchise, that mm-hmm. IP, that's not a that's not a blockbuster IP. No. So it, that even that is still, it feels fine for them. Well, I wonder. Now I'm now we're getting into the speculation game, but remember, like Flanagan did a the script apart, and he wanted to get Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but nobody knows who has the rights. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe they're in like hunting for something. Like maybe they'd hunt for that. Yeah. Um. Any honestly, any of the horror franchises. Yeah, they could probably Nightmare be... Friday the Thirteenth. Um. They could do something heck, that feels that Final feels fresh. Who owns like Final Destination? Yeah. They could totally yeah. that would flip fit that that would fit their style too yeah mm-hmm. big time um uh i think something that would be really cool that's even still in the horror world i don't even know how rights work with this because i don't think universal owns it it might be open to everybody for use what's it called uh what? When everybody has rights. Uh, oh, uh, public domain. Public yeah. domain, yeah. Um, the, like, Universal Monsters. Like, Visible oh, Man, like Dracula. Creature of the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, those. yeah. Didn't, I think they were trying to get in on that. Who? Uh, Universal hasn't put anything out, so. They've made The Invisible Man. And that's it. But Aren't yeah, they working they... on a sequel? Are they? <laughs> they were working on something with. Uh, I don't know if they still are. But they I think said they while, were. <laughs> at one point, they may have been. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly interesting to see A twenty four publicly state that though. I, I do I think, think that's pretty wild. Yeah, maybe this is this is me. I do think it would be nice if they would get out of just making like super sad dramas and yeah. horror. No, I, I like. I'm. I'm supportive of this like i think it's a cool idea yeah. i'd love to see what a24 can do with it i just hope whatever they get isn't just something we've seen a million times mm. like i i hope what they get is something was it you luke that said like a b or c level ip like nothing crazy the green right? hornet sure honestly sure that'd be yeah. pretty cool something something weird and unique yeah absolutely i think it'd be really fun i actually think you said those universal classic monsters i'm just reading through these and I'm like, yes, absolutely. Let me see. Let me see the Deadly Mantis for May 24. <laughs> They're gonna get like. I'm trying to tremors. think of like, <laughs> dude. They're gonna get tremors. A tremors that would be awesome. Dude, I'm down. Like, Interesting. You're curious. I mean, what they, they still make. make tremors movies. I think there's a new one like every ten years, and oh, everyone's abso- like, absolutely. What? And it's awesomely bad. Um. <laughs> Those tremors is amazing. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what action movies have come out in the past ten years that have been pretty good that they could they can run with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Bourne movies. Hopefully nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, 
action. <laughs> Speaking of action movies. What about Blood Blood Sport or whatever that movie was called? What about uh I keep thinking of Vin Diesel movies. Uh he had that Riddick? Riddick. Yeah. That could be fun. That'd be pretty cool. I think there's I think one in development fun. though. That's right. I think there's somebody right. somebody was making one not yeah. too long ago. Velocipaster. There we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the A team. I don't know. Yeah, what would an A-team movie from them Since we're not like, releasing oh Predator gosh. movies in theaters, can they have Predator? Ooh, that would be so cool. Um, I'd be down. Yeah. Um, but no, speaking of action movies, while you look that up, did you guys see that uh, The King's Man sequel movie? So The King's Man was the prequel to Kingsman. They're making another The King's Man movie that's set during like the rise of Hitler. You guys see this? Sure didn't. Dark Man. Sorry, I'm just reading. Oh. The King's Man 2. Man I think they also two. announced... Um, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn was also like, yes, Kingsman 3 is in development. Yeah, there's there was a lot of Kingsman news. Oh, what? Not, not Kingsman 2, the Golden, Cir- the Golden Circle. No, the it's Kings- the King's Man. So I guess there... I haven't seen the King's Man. I haven't watched it. But I guess there's a mid credit scene where... Hitler's in it or something like yes, that. Yes, he is. That is accurate. Um, and I guess that's going to be the sequel. The Titled The Traitor King. The Traitor King. There no, you go. Cover, cover, cover the, the Rise, rise of, of Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. All right. How, I about mean, look. Eight, how about eight? Sorry, I'm going backwards. No, you're fine. Because I want to say this before I lose it. Okay. Um, How about we give a 24 where they buy Starship Troopers? Oh, yeah. That's what Baroque said. In the chat. He is? <laughs> Yeah, Starship Troopers with... Demon Bugs. Demon Bugs. Baroque, we're... <laughs> we're just on another Same wavelength man. here. <laughs> Same wavelength. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. And then the other one I think A24 could do just an awesome, hilarious reboot of is um, Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> oh, man. I still need to watch that. You do? See, I'm, I need to win predictions to make you guys watch it with me because i feel like it's the only way i'll really force you to buckaroo bonsai unfortunately it happen you're you have nine points or something brett has three i think and i have like negative 10 when did <laughs> the king's man come out last year no two years ago it was during year. covid oh it was you're right i remember where i even ranked it it's right there 42 Matthew McConaughey. That sounds right. If um, a twenty four wants a video game, they should get Doom. Ooh, that'd be oh, fun. <laughs> that'd be fun. That would be awesome. If they want a horror thing, they should do Sleepy Hollow. I can get behind that. I think they'd make a scary Sleepy Hollow. All G- right, give them Jumanji. Let's get weird. Oh my gosh! Speaking of IP. Okay. Do you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> that was perfect, Luke. Um, oh, I'm here to make Xbox notes. bought Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. The, the officially official. Um, is that good? What games do it's they have? Uh, Candy Crush. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, Candy Crush. Candy Crush is gonna be an Xbox exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
No, and I it'll don't... only make them $20 billion. Oh, my gosh. I think that this is a ridiculous price tag. $69.8 billion. billion? Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> yay, capitalism. Uh, I don't know. I just it feels unnecessary, but at the same time, like why can't you, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't like. I saw that it went through and I was like, cool. I, it was announced so long ago. It's yeah. Like I'm glad it's finally over. This is what happens. Look, uh, tinfoil hat here going on. Because it's that kind of an episode. Are you going to join the, the group of people online that think <laughs> Nintendo and PlayStation should team up to take oh, down heck Xbox? No. Oh, no. Not at all. Oh, God, no. Please. Ow, don't. That'd be so awesome if the first place and second place companies teamed up to take down third the place. The third place. <laughs> That's why it's hilarious that people are, like, suggesting it. I just feel like... <sighs> it's a little bit like... Look, this is my analogy for this. This is a horrible analogy. Don't quote me on this. This is like getting in an arms race with the U.S. in 1940. Like you, you like Microsoft just has the resources to go to war with you, right? Like they will buy the shit out of everyone else if they if they they have to if they want to to, right? Like it. Xbox is not their primary money maker. It never has been, but like. If they want to save face because PlayStation and, and PS5 fanboys want to like try and shit on their yard, guess what? They will go to war with you, and you will not win yeah. in the end. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. So no. like, why can't we all just play nice, and we don't have to have monopolies? End rant. They'll team up. <laughs> and then Xbox and Steam will team up. We'll team up. And then Epic will also join. Epic and Google will make a console and then together. Eventually we'll get Risk the board game, but <laughs> video game companies. Oh. Risk is a pretty fun board game. I've never played it. I've played it. Yeah, you're not a board game fan though, right? I played yeah. I played one night of Risk and then we never Picked it back up. It's a the, good time. The only thing, only version of Risk fun. I ever played was the version where you shoot basketballs. What? It's kind of like horse, but you have to like prove your shot every time. Oh, uh, it's called Risk It. All right. Well. Yeah, this went through. Um, I guess so. Tacking onto that, there was a. There's been heavy speculation that the first round of Activision. Games to Game Pass could be announced as early as tomorrow, the seventeenth. Um, obviously, not. It's going to be on Game Pass tomorrow, but like no, saying, no, "Hey, look, like, this hey, is what it's... we're looking to move over first. Yeah. Um, rumors of like a Call of Duty from the past couple of years might join oh, Game sure. Pass pretty yeah. quick. Call of Duty Big Red One. Um, <laughs> I actually now resubbed to Game Pass just for that. <laughs> I think they said you unsubbed until you do not have Starfield anymore. I bought Starfield. Oh, nice. Yeah, no. I spent that money. It's a, uh, it's a thing. Activision is now an Xbox company. Yeah. Who's gonna run it? Not Bobby. Well, not next year, but he uses right now. Well, for now, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna be what's her name, Sarah. Sarah. The chick who runs Game Pass. Oh. Ah. Uh, maybe. Or 
or do they bring back Larry Herb to run it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Larry is not a... <laughs> Pete Hines... It's not his role, Pete. Pete left Bethesda today. I saw... That's another big... He retired. Well, he retired. He retired. Yeah. He's not going into... He's, he's not, like, he's all not right. doing more gaming things unless Starfield's it's, out. That's I'm done. literally and, what his announcement was. He's like, it just felt like the right time. We yeah. Starfield and I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sweet. <laughs> no, good for, good for Pete. He's, yeah. He's had quite a legacy, quite a career... I love that he was like, I'm going to stay in this community with you guys. Oh, yeah. So no, cool. like, it, it's it's wonderful to see someone part from the industry on such good terms. And on their own terms. And on their own terms, yeah. right? Yeah, like, it is. It's it's it's, it's refreshing. rarer than it should be, I feel like. Yep. So. Yep, yep, yep. What other news stories do we got, boys? I got a couple. Hit me. Um, Not literally. Uh, speaking of retirement, Michael Caine officially retired. Yeah. I didn't hear this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bummer. I mean, <sighs> he was like, I'm nine years old. I'll, all I'm playing is old guys. <laughs> I think it's time to hang it up. So he's. Congrats on a hell of a career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And going out on his Absolutely. own terms. Yeah. Awesome. Good for him. I hope he enjoys you know, his retirement. I haven't seen every Michael Caine movie. <laughs> But I've seen every Nolan movie, and he's in most of them. <laughs> How many movies? Oh, jeez. Did Michael Caine? Is Michael Caine in seventy-four? Are you guessing, or do you know yeah. that? Oh, okay, that's my guess. Hundred, at least hundred and two. I was right if you round up. You're close. I was, I was right. I'm just. That's a lot of movies. Rounding up, I'm correct. But I feel okay. So at least hundred and two is what. Google says. Google's little probably dumb AI says. But like right next to it over here it says Sir Michael Caine, an English retired actor known for his distinctive accent, has appeared in more than hundred and sixty films. Good Some Lord. of them might be uncredited. Is, yeah. Oh, that's probably true. One of them is probably just looking for credited things. That's a that's a that's a good point. Well good for Michael Caine, man. I hope you enjoy Hell of a career. Mr. Kane. Sir, Sir Kane. What else you got? He came something greater. Um, we kind of mentioned it earlier. The Winnie the Pooh in Blood and Honey was played in a school. Oh, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to ask the question. Did you ever have a movie day at school? You watch something that you definitely shouldn't have been watching. For instance, um... <laughs> I watched Gremlins in school because we were getting ready to head to Christmas break. <laughs> and I just remember seeing the kitchen scene and just being like, we shouldn't be watching this. Um, and then there's also like the Kate's Santa scene, mm-hmm. which ruins Christmas. It's like, wow, this is horrible. That, I don't... that movie was way too young for a I was in middle school. Oh yeah, we I watched, don't recall one. I don't recall early on watching anything. As like high schoolers, I remember there were things that were a little edgier. Like we watched the uh, Leo, watch- the Leo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet, which had nudity in it. Well, the super old one does too. Yeah, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Heck, and then in high school we watched the Macbeth. I think it's Macbeth movie. There's 
there was so much nudity. I couldn't <laughs> believe we were watching. I was just like, I feel who like, approved this? I feel like this is, in it's theater, super R-rated, and like I signed no waiver yeah. or took it home to my parents to sign. I feel like in theater and English classes, like for some reason they can get away with showing, you know, more mature rated things. Maybe that's just... Maybe that's yeah. why theater kids don't end up the way we do. Hey, I didn't read Macbeth, though, even though we were supposed to, and then we watched the movie, and then we had a test, and I just based all my answers on the movie. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, 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 I do. I can't really recall like a movie I watched that I probably shouldn't have, but I can think of a movie that I clearly shouldn't have watched when I watched it, and that is The Exorcist. No, no, man, I think that was about age-appropriate for you. I was like 11 when I watched it, um, and it scarred me for life, so it's... It's it's rated G. (laughs) (laughs) For when it came out, was it rated PG? It probably was only rated PG. Probably. (laughs) No, it was definitely rated R. (laughs) Yeah, there's some pretty wild stuff in that movie. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. That and the movie Scream, but I didn't watch Scream. Ah! I walked out of my bedroom while my parents were watching it. And walked down the hallway because I was going to ask them a question. And they were watching it. And I walked in when something was happen- happening. And I had recurring nightmares for like a year after that. Nice. I was a huge baby when it came to scary movies when I was younger. As I got older, I learned to really love them. There was... I can't... I don't think... It, I have to ask my mom. I feel like we went to the drive-in... I know we went to a drive-in. Fun fact, I've never been to a drive-in theater. When, we were, when I was a, a child... As a family, you know, and we had a, van, a minivan, and my sister and I were, you know, able to watch the first movie as a family movie, kids movie, whatever. And then we were supposed to go to sleep, and that my parents were gonna watch whatever. I think it was Alien, but it would have obviously it wouldn't have been a new movie that was that that came out in the eight late seventies. So, um, but yeah, there was something that they were watching that I definitely saw something that was scary and it, and it haunted me for a while, but, um, but it, yeah, other than that, not much. My, I mean, my, my parents aren't really into horror or anything like that. So anything I would have seen would have just been on, like it, it was edited for TV kind of a thing. Mm. Scrolling through it. 10 PM or whatever. Those are fun. The last thing I have was Kevin Feige was talking about making Marvel movies and stuff, and he said, after everything we've done, I feel like we've only barely scratched the surface. And everybody, everybody I saw did that. That exact reaction. It's like, (laughs) are you serious? There's more of this? It's funny how much of a heel turn people have had on the MCU. In the last, like, three years. Look, it's one thing to be like, there are more unique stories to tell, and there's, we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. One of those is is an okay answer. The other one is, money please. Yeah. There was, like, a a thing, and I don't know. Was it the Fantastic Four director? No. This is going to be, like, nothing Nothing you've you've ever ever seen seen before. before. I did see that. And I also saw that he said that the cast will be announced when the SAG strike is over or whatever. Um, but setting myself up for disappointment. But there was something that, I don't know if it was real, but it was somebody said that like Marvel really thought Quantumania was going to be like a home run. 
And when it How? when it released and How? when it released and the reviews were negative, Marvel was kind of like blindsided by it. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> like I, I I don't know. Was Bob Iger Bob Iger back yet? For no, when Quantumania was being made, I don't believe so. Not during the. But here's the thing. Not he during the production. He would have been around for pre-production though. Like he would have been aware of all the play. Now Marvel movies are infamously like complicated and are changed a ton in post, right? Like, that was even true with Doctor Strange, so... Ugh. Um, it's not... You know, there's a good... There's a, I second that. Ugh. That, movie, <laughs> that movie's bad, dude. I think that's the worst Marvel MCU. Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty terrible. I don't know if I like are it Are they gonna turn it around than... in the Marvels? You know what? They could. They could. They could. You know what? I like that optimism. They could. I'm still not excited to see they it. They really. won't. But they could. I was say, I'm not really like dreading it either. It's no. Like, okay. Yeah, let's, let's go. It's yeah, super, it's, it's, yeah. Maybe it'll be fun. Right? I just think of like everything that it's connected to, like Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel, which are both things I didn't like. I'm Don't worry. Nervous. I can guarantee you it's going to have zero connection to either one of those <laughs> outside of Kamala Khan being a character. <laughs> If I've learned anything from past Marvel movies having zero connection to the shows that came right before it, it's that. They really, like... Remember when they uh, made WandaVision and then nobody on Multiverse of Madness... Watched it? Watched it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Which they straight up they're, said. They're continuity, con- and I'm going to use the word term continuity, but those interconnectedness between films previously like in the first three phases i think they worked so well they were small but meaningful well then they complicated it and then they with the shows they just it just really does feel like they threw it out the window and i don't because they know like, people bold strategy shows. but like no sh- <laughs> oh or that's... even just no more shows that have direct connection that's... like honestly can we, I yeah. know Moon Knight was kind of a miss, but it really has no connection to anything. It's, yeah. Which is fantastic. Just yeah. let it be a thing. It's like, yeah, this is in the MCU. It's just a cool thing. Yeah. He may show up at some point. Oh, I absolutely. Don't think he will. But, I mean, they got Oscar Isaac, of yeah. course, he's going to show up. But, like, speaking of shows, it's the Daredevil Born Again creative team was completely wiped out last week. Yep. Just fired everybody. That is. Yeah, not by natural causes, by executives. Yeah. Because of that, but also when you just hear what the show was, it's like, okay, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it sounded pretty bad what they were working on. It's going to be like 90% lawyer stuff, which would be cool, but it's a Daredevil show. Right. Um, And it was about him like trying to be not so dark or whatever. Apparently he didn't suit up to like episode four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and they wanted him to focus on being like more lighthearted and all this. Like it was yeah, ah, weird. so MCUifying it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and now they're trying to figure out how to find the balance that the Netflix show did. That is still one of the best shows on Netflix. I'm pretty sure the who who was the showrunner? Is for it even there anymore? Netflix? Actually, I don't know. Is it just I don't on think Disney so. Plus now? I think it's just on Disney. <sighs> Man, what a scam! Reading Netflix, like, I know we give Netflix crap all the time for wasting money. They, they got, got They got freaking hosed on that, yeah. man. 
Disney just ripped that from him. Thanks for doing all the work. This is ours now. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Real. Who rough. was running the shows? Was it Loeb? The... Daredevil? Yeah. Steven Denight. No, who was running like the Netflix Marvel stuff? No, who was overseeing it? There wasn't one I think it was executive producer kind of like overseeing Jeff all of it. All. I'll look it up. Alright. Well they, they weren't connecting it to the MCU. So no. But different It was pretty leadership. much just, just each show had its own showrunner and that was it. Hey, that'd be outside of like Hey, it's Netflix's little universe. Sure, yeah, yeah. There may have been a, a Netflix person who was kind of over it. But, all right. Well, while Tyler's looking that up, I think we can uh, real quick talk about uh, what we did this week. I don't have anything new. We talked about it at the beginning. Luke, <laughs> what do you got? Did you do anything else on the make a movie? I, I did do something else, but I kind of wanted to bring this up. So I'm watching... Football. Football. <clears throat> there's this commercial. They bring it up. Actually, there's two commercials I could talk about, but this one's more important and it relates more to kind of what we do. Okay. Because we talked about movie making earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's an Apple commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it says at the beginning, filmed on Apple iPhone 15. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a pop star. Oh, uh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Loeb. Was who ran the Marvel Netflix cool. stuff. But anyway, it annoys me so much in this commercial when they're like, this commercial was filmed on Apple iPhone 15. You can do this. And then they show behind the scenes of it, and they have a giant rail track going all the <laughs> way down the road a, and a gimbal on a crane. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You can't do that. <laughs> this is what you do at home. Maybe you have a little... Intel gimbal. Yeah. And it, that is like one of the most misleading commercials and it really pisses me off is like filmmakers. Apple Apple <sighs> like the last 2 years have just kind of pushed that like this is a pro camera. And it's always so funny to me to see pro professional photographers and filmmakers just laugh our asses off at it because it's like everything in those Shot on iPhone, you know, we made this short using an iPhone. Yeah, with a hundred, probably not a hundred, with a ten million dollar budget. budget, beautiful sets, wonderful lighting, a professional crew. Yeah, hey, that doesn't surprise me that it looks good. I have a challenge that Apple will never <laughs> see because we have no chip. Um, <laughs> or platform, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> why don't you hire random like YouTubers? To be like, hey, here's an here's an iPhone 15. I want you to go make a 30 second commercial and just use this. Yeah, make it make it look cool. Make it look cool. I would uh, be a lot more interested in that marketing than I don't know the one of the top five pop stars in the world right now. Yeah, getting an insane budget budget to do something like that. Yeah, it's stupid. I hate that commercial. The other one I hate is the one. Um, it's the uh, it's an alcohol commercial where they're all singing Sweet Caroline in the bar. They're all like hugging. They're like, Sweet Caroline. And the girl walks in. She's like, this is such a great place. That looks like the worst place on earth. 
And if for some reason I would show it at a bar by myself, if I walk in and I'm seeing that, back to the car. Immediately out. Leaving. Luke's immediately That would out. be hell on earth! <laughs> Ugh. The, watching that commercial gives me anxiety because there's just so many people. <sighs> so, did you do anything else other than watch commercials? Uh, yeah, I uh, finished Reservation Dogs on oh. Hulu. Uh, it was the last season. Uh-huh. That show is fantastic. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's produced by Taika Waititi. Please go watch it. It is it is really funny. It's really witty. I also just learn a lot watching it Yeah, about a culture you often don't hear about. Um, and the act, the all the actors and actresses in it, I mean, aren't really well known and i hope they become well known because they're all fantastic yeah um awesome awesome show it's a booyah all three seasons sweet oh dang yeah it's awesome i remember i watched most of the first season and i really liked it i need to just go finish it i still have hulu so let's go finish mm-hmm. it that and the bear get back on the bear dude train. reservation dogs the bear only murders in the building just fantastic shows Hulu's got some good shows. I'm not I will not a huge fan of their price increase, but good shows. You have some quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Tyler, did you do anything this week? Um, I'm gonna go back to my Jeff Loeb comment because okay. we were talking about like who would run the who could run it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. he's still out there. I doubt he would ever do it, but he is still out there if they wanted to try I'm to. Like, I'm not doing that again. exactly. But if they wanted to try to capture that again, like he, the guy exists. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. They have it, but uh, no, I, I've you know I spent some more time playing Mirage. Still having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's a ton of fun. And other than that, just... Uh, making movies. Making a movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess that's the other thing I've been doing. I'm still playing Baldur's Gate whenever I... Whenever you have time. Have time. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, bro, you're going to be playing that game for... Ever. Because yeah. it a is year. so good. <laughs> um, There's so much agency in that game. You the more play I play it. it, the more it creeps up the game of the year. Wow. Look at you. I think there's a very strong chance it wins game of the year. I'm... Absolutely certain it wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, only probably, I don't know, 40% explored the world. Probably 10% actually done with the game. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. If it doesn't win Game of the Year, I'll be extremely surprised. I just don't know what would push it. <clears throat> Maybe Tears? Probably. Tears is the next one. The next big one. Because From doesn't have anything other than Armored Core this year, and that's not going to do it. It's too niche, I think. I think Armored, that would have a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if Final Fantasy gets in there. I really, really hope that Remnant 2 gets, gets in the nom. nom. It'll probably yeah. get in the shooter nom. Yeah. I wonder if it'll get a shooter nom. Yeah. Honestly, that is one of the best feeling shooters I've ever played. And... I really, really liked Starfield, but honestly... <laughs> I think it'll get nommed. I don't think it'll win. Depending on how many noms there are, if it's not, I feel like I won't be surprised. The, narr- the, like, just the talk around that game is so weird. Because it came out and everybody's like, oh my gosh! And now it's like, it's good! And that's like as high as it gets. Yeah. Great game, though. I really like that game. Yep, I think what I mean what what is remaining coming out that'll get a nom? Spider Man. 
maybe. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not much else coming, so... I think Spider-Man definitely, at least for narrative. Yeah, Spider-Man. It seems like we'll have a really strong narrative. I've seen... Sorry, we're going down a rabbit hole It's here. fine. I've seen, like, the embargo lifted today. Yeah. It's a, like, the reviews are coming out. Reviews are great. Um, but one that... I, one comment that caught my eye is, like, on Kind of Funny. They were all talking about, like, their time spent with it and, like, you know, who's platinumed it. And, like, the whole panel had platinumed it. And the longest playtime, one of the guys said, was, like, 30 hours. Yeah. I was like, dang. That's a quick platinum for Spider-Man. Jedi Survivor. Oh, wow, yeah. Jedi Survivor, I think, could be in the discussion. That game awesome. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, wonder, you have to wonder if the launch of it, though, on PC hampers it. We've seen games with rocky launches get kind of buried. Mm-hmm. That's true. Was Fallen Order nommed when it, sure. for Game of the Year? I think so. That sounds right. I could see Survivor getting in there. Metroid Prime Remastered. That would be interesting. Personally, don't like remasters or nominees. It's not very different. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. That would be awesome. Mm. Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush had a lot of positive buzz. It could sneak in. That would be hilarious if my prediction of an Xbox first-party game wins Game of the Year. And, and it's pu- Hi-Fi and Rush. It's hi-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a point, but I would not get the full two points because it wouldn't be Starfield. That'd be hilarious. That would be so awesome. That yeah. would be very cool. Won't happen, but it'd be really no. cool. No. Um, but no, I mean, I didn't do anything else really. Well, we got my one wife bought me box. an awesome gift. Oh, she bought me a a book light so nice. I could read in bed. Oh, that's so true. That's uh, super, very super small, but it, like it made my day. I was really happy about it. That's very cool. Yeah. So cool. carry on. No, no, we had a fan box question okay. this week from um, Stephanie, who asked, "What do we think are the best movie and TV soundtracks?" all time or some of the mm. best if you're not gonna like comfortable being like this is the best the best but like this is a favorite i think anything lord of the rings immediately is oh, on that list yeah for me mm-hmm. um and it fits in both categories doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> rings of power like for whatever you think about the show it's a show the music you can't argue great. against the music the yeah. music's great for sure i'll throw in man of steel i think man of steel's a fantastic soundtrack mm-hmm. yeah uh, for me, I got one more too. But definitely up there is Interstellar. Yeah, I was yes. just about to say it. One hundred percent. Dune. Uh-huh. And then Dune's great. Braveheart. So how many of those are Simmer? Uh, two of them. Just two. Braveheart's James Warner. Uh, Warner. Yeah, I guess yeah. I have two more then. Okay. One is Tron. Oh, dope. Yep. Tron's got to be there, and then, uh, Black Panther. Hmm. Good week. Yeah. Yeah. Honorable mention, I really like the Tenet soundtrack too. I need to re-listen. I need to rewatch Tenet. I, I, yeah. I always tell myself I'm going to rewatch it, and then I pick it up, I sit down, and I go, maybe not. <laughs> there's also, I mean, there's also just anything Zimmer, really. Like, Spirit, Salyan, Zimmeron, um, Prince of Egypt, um, Lion King. We haven't said any shows, have we? Voice of Lord of the Rings. Show, but, um, I think I think TV or I think movies are just easier, right? Yeah. But um and then classic Williams, John Williams, Star Wars, 
Yeah. Indiana Jones, Superman. Yep. Jaws. Oh man, the original Superman, so good. Um, shows, man, that is tough. I throw Stranger Things in there. I think Stranger Things music Stranger is always Things is really good. good. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is Thrones great. Is yeah. Um. Luke, this is one you and I'll get. I think. I think the two two seasons of Perry Mason that came out had fantastic music. Yeah. It had, it had really good music. Yeah, it had like that. It was like, when you think of noir, yeah. it was that. It was that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hollywood, 50s type kind of stuff. I thought that was good. I'm just going to Google best TV show soundtracks. Let's see. <laughs> A lot of the ones we've said. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're on target then. <laughs> I never watched Lost. Did you watch Yellowstone? I've watched like the first seven episodes. Soundtrack good in that? I don't remember. Pretty forgettable. Okay, here's a softball. Okay. Because uh, I'm not sure how much it counts. How much of The Last of Us Ooh. music was... It's pretty much exactly from, like, like yeah, from yeah, the yeah. game. Yeah. So, like, it's good, but it's also, like, it's not necessarily yeah. original. Yeah. yeah. But, Which, but, but so like, good. how much it's is so that? Good. It's, it's still so it's good, so right? It's so good. It's so good that they didn't need to change it. <laughs> I love the soundtracks that the Newton Brothers do for Mike Flanagan stuff. Uh, they are very, very simple. A lot of times it's mm-hmm. piano, yeah, or low synth rumbles. Yeah, if it's scary stuff. Um, but like like Midnight Mass, if you listen to that soundtrack, the first twelve songs are acapella hymns. Yeah, they are so beautifully sung, and then the last twelve songs are these ex- extremely simple, minimalistic horror vibes mm-hmm. and it's so good it's so good i'm gonna go back to uh movies who did the new planet of the apes movie soundtracks Ooh, those are good too i'm looking through this list and they like keep saying shows and it's like i don't remember the music at all from that or would the crown it. be one yeah, G- great music, but at the same time, like I can't think of the music. Yeah, that's the original. But I do remember like being moved by it. Patrick Doyle. Patrick, he did all of them. Mm, think so. That's uh, Giacchino. I'm pretty sure. He did Dawn and because it's uh, Matt Reeves. <laughs> Truth. Oh. He did Dawn and War, so yeah. So so Rise would be Doyle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, those soundtracks are good. Ooh, speaking good. of Giacchino, most underrated soundtrack maybe of his, and even superhero movies, The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. It's like, jazz. Yes. For most uh, how can we not have mentioned Treasure Planet by now? Good. It's great. It's great. Okay. 
There's like Luke's okay, not on here's board. here's my Luke's thing. Not on board. No, I am on board. There's there's some great soundtracks and they have great movements through all of them, but then there's like a lot of movies where it's they have a great sad theme and a great hero theme and the rest in between is it's just kind of like yeah i guess that's fair this might be heresy because i freaking love treasure planet but great hero theme uh-huh and then like the scene where he's talking to long john silver <laughs> i don't remember his name yeah um <laughs> is is a great like inspiring sad theme yeah yeah but in between it's like okay how do you feel about how to train your dragon that that is good stuff right that's there good john sh- bell that, that's good stuff all that the way is around amazing yeah stuff, okay yeah. okay i'm down with that i'm on board with that too so okay well there you go like if you uh if we missed your favorite tweet it tweet it at us exit at us i don't know thread it to us just to let us know shoot it to us on in threads. the comments yeah and Comment. if you have a, a a fun fan box question for next week uh send it our way Hopefully, next week we may be talking more about Fall of the House of Usher. Um, definitely. Killers of the Flower Moon, baby. Killers of the Flower Moon. So, um, one of our most anticipated films this year. Is Three that, and a half hours of cinema. Let's is that go! hitting Apple at the same time as theaters? No. Or is it theaters and then it's Apple? Theaters and then it's Apple. Like and, two weeks from now? Uh, I want to say it's just around Thanksgiving. Okay. So, it may have like a. F- Four week exclusivity, something like that. Is it, is like it that. an IMAX? Yeah. Let's go. It's an IMAX. <laughs> so, be ready for that review next week. Until then, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you. Goodbye.